Welcome to this week's edition of Teetering on the Edge. I'm your host, Kim Teeter. And before I get into chatting with Ashley Kitchens all about plant-based eating, um, I wanted to remind you guys that I have all kinds of brand new fun. There's going to be some rebranding here on the podcast. Um, Teetering on the Edge isn't going anywhere, but uh, Trifecta Endurance is my baby and I have started doing everything with it. So if you're interested in getting more information about working with me or getting to be part of Team Trifecta, trifectaendurance.com, or find us over on Facebook. Um, I would love to help you in all of your running and nutrition endeavors. But with all of that, I'm going to jump into my interview here with Ashley Kitchens, all about plant-based eating and being a plant-based athlete. So check out the notes and the details for more information about both myself and Ashley. And if you like the information that you hear, please rate and review and subscribe. It means everything to a podcast. So here we go. All right. Hey there, Ashley. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Um, How about you introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you? Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Like you said, my name is Ashley. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian, and I help people transition to a plant-based diet if that's what they are looking for. So my entire business is online, similar to you. Um, And yeah, that's a large part of what I do. I love it. I love plant-based eating. I kind of have a whole reason as to why personally I went plant-based. It was mainly for health reasons. I had a lot of GI issues growing up. And I always tell people, you know, I became a registered dietitian and I was doing everything I was taught, but like nothing changed with my GI issues. And so that's sort of like what led me to kind of going down this path of like plant-based eating, sort of, you know, advocating for myself, my health. Like I knew something was off. I knew something could be approved upon. Um, I didn't really know what that was until again, I went down that whole plant-based like rabbit hole. Um, and that's what led me to what I'm doing today. Awesome. So we're going to talk today a little bit about um, if you're an athlete and you're looking to incorporate a little bit more plant-based or actually go plant-based and how you could do that with your athletic endeavors. Like it doesn't have to be super scary because you, you do like workouts and stuff like that. Like what is your primary um, mode of exercise? (laughs) That's a good question. So my primary mode of exercise right now is powerlifting. So I am in the gym. I primarily focus on squatting, deadlifting, and bench press. Um, like historically I grew up playing soccer, played soccer in college, and then I ended up somehow turning into a runner, um, for a really long time. And then, which I know that you're passionate about. Um, yep. And then I just, I kind of wanted to get back into, um, you know, lifting some weight. So I got into CrossFit for a little while and then somehow like this past year or so, I just really started getting passionate about powerlifting. So that's what I'm doing now. And I love it. It lights me up. Uh, I look forward to doing it and it's always fun. And I know we'll talk about this more, but like just talking about plant-based eating and how you can still lift weights, you can still gain muscle mass. You can still, you know, run really, really well, um, recover well with eating plant-based. So I'm excited to talk more about it. Awesome. So let's jump right in. Um, so if folks are listening and they want to kind of start going in a plant-based direction, um, even though they're athletes, like how would you recommend that they get started? Like how would you dip your toe in? One of the main things that I typically recommend if you're interested in going plant-based and especially if you're an athlete is to definitely 
take the time to do a little bit of planning. That planning, when it comes to your meals in particular, can be really helpful because a lot of us grew up on the standard American diet. So it's like, okay, wait a second, I'm going to eat beans with my meal, you know, instead of meat. And that's going to be my source of protein. Um, so it is really helpful to just make sure that you are doing some planning in advance. Um, especially like if you kind of take your, your week, for example, and you're sort of planning your menu out. One thing I do recommend is like, okay, well, let's kind of fill in some gaps here. Where are you maybe wanting to add in some more plants? Let's say it's dinner. Um, okay. Well, let's like back up a little bit and do a little bit of planning. You know, what are some meals that maybe you really enjoy that you could add some extra veg too, because the thing is, it doesn't have to be black or white. Like you don't have to just be, you know, I'm going from the standard American diet to all of a sudden I'm 100% plant-based. It's, it's really beautiful that you can kind of flip flop back and forth and see what feels best to you. And again, kind of figure out what approach is going to be best for you. So one of the main things I do recommend is just do a little extra planning in the beginning. Um, and then also too, like I said, it doesn't have to be anything extreme, you literally can just start maybe cutting back on some of your meat portions if that's what you want to do and then increase the veg that you're already eating. So that way it's not like this huge noticeable difference. It's a little bit kind of easier of a transition. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would say that I would put myself into like the flexitarian uh, area because I do live with um, a primarily vegetarian spouse. So I kind of, it's easy to like weave in and out of the vegetarian lifestyle um, or plant-based, you know, they're vegans listening and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but um, so I know that like the question everybody always asks is, where do you get your protein? Um, yep. So where would you, um, or how would you answer that for those folks? That, no, that's such a good question. And especially as an athlete, it's really important because yeah, you want to make sure that you're getting all the amino acids. You want to make sure you're recovering really well. Um, it's definitely important to ask that question, even if it, even if people ask it all the time, it's okay <laughs> to ask that question. Um, so one of the main things, again, I recommend, and I kind of just say in general is like plants have protein too. Sometimes we just forget that like, yeah, broccoli has a lot of protein, you know, legumes are full of protein. Um, even like sweet potatoes and potatoes have protein. Heck, even banana has a little bit of protein. Um, so the idea is just to make sure, especially if you're going to kind of start switching to a more plant-based diet that you are getting variety in. So in addition to kind of those steps that we talked about in the beginning of making sure you are planning, and if you wanted to kind of do it a little bit in an easier way or more of a familiar way, kind of cutting back on maybe the meat and increasing the veggies that you're already eating. But another thing to kind of take it a step further is just adding in some of these foods that maybe are a bit more, you know, protein heavy when it comes to like plant-based foods. And it's amazing. You can do like a quick Google search and just like Google, like top, you know, protein plant-based foods. And a lot of stuff will pop up. And some of them might even surprise you. I know even me, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that had that much protein in it. <laughs> Um, so it can be helpful again, kind of going back to making sure that you are, you know, doing some research in the beginning, especially, you know, a lot of athletes are listening, um, to make sure that you are getting, um, enough protein in, but I will say it is, it's so much easier than we think it is, which does make it again, the whole transition a lot easier. Um, like I said, you know, I, I do powerlifting. I lift a lot of weights and I, I don't even supplement with protein powder because I'm able to get everything in for me personally, again, um, with just whole foods, which is really great. Um, but it, it's also nice to know that you have that option, um, to supplement, you know, with protein powders as well, if that's what you want to do. Um, so it's, it's, 
it's easy. Um, again, it, it is helpful like to go back and like do a little bit of research, do a little bit of planning to make sure that you are getting in um, a, a diverse amount of plants. So do you count your macros or do you just go for it? So I just go for it. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you do, but I've, I've tried counting macros before and I was like, you know, should I, you know, I'm in the CrossFit arena and a lot of people are, everyone's pretty much counting macros. Um, and so I dabbled in it and I, for me personally, I just found it really overwhelming. And two, I, again, this is a very personal experience. I just found that I would prefer just to kind of try and rely on like my body's own intuition to sort of tell me what it needs. And that took some practice, but I found that it's just a little bit of an easier approach for me. And, and the only reason I feel like I can do it successfully is because I, I have made gains in the gym. And so I know that I'm probably doing something right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. I, I keep trying because everybody out there is like, you've got to count. And then I try and count and I'm like, but then I overthink it, but like, am I counting it right? Or should I count all of it or just some of it? And like, it just becomes very, very much a stressor, like you're saying. So, um, and I guess that's the nice part about plant-based is that, I mean, if you can binge on broccoli, like, (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, no. I think, I think that's a good point because for some people, macro counting works great. And for others like you and I, it's just like, it's not something that maybe we want to, you know, want to do. Um, and that that's kind of what's helpful about plant-based eating is, you know, if you are getting a diverse amount of foods, it's, it's really hard not to hit your protein and, and kind of what the research tells us, if, if we're not hitting our protein, then typically we're not eating enough, just enough calories in general. Um, so that's where maybe the issue can lie. Yeah. Now, so I know you talked about, um, not having to supplement with like protein powders and stuff. Do you, um, find that because you're plant-based, you do use different types of supplements for other nutrients other than protein? Mm, yes. Okay. So I'm definitely going to answer that question. Cause that's a really good question. And I, and kind of along those lines as well. So because me personally, like I don't use protein powders, I do find other ways to like add stuff to my food. So for example, if I'm going to have like a bowl of oatmeal in the morning, my pantry is loaded with hemp seeds, chia seeds, pepitas, like just mm-hmm. a lot of things that I, I know are like protein dense that can kind of help build up my bowl or whatever it is that I'm eating. Um, But going back to, yeah, the supplement question. So in addition to, yeah, being mindful of your protein and just your caloric intake in general, it is helpful, you know, especially if you're going to start transitioning over to a plant-based diet, it is helpful to make sure that you are doing some research because there are some key nutrients that you're going to need. Um, Vitamin B12 is obviously a a big one. Um, So that's one that I typically recommend supplementing with um, pretty early on. Um, because you know, the vegan diet, especially plant-based diet is pretty devoid of B12. Um, there's some great fortified foods out there like nutritional yeast and like certain plant milks and stuff. Um, but the recommendation is to yeah rely on a supplement for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like sort of the blanket, like recommendation, um, micronutrient wise that I always recommend. There's obviously some other things kind of based on your performance, you know, um, your labs, especially, um, to make sure that you're getting every, everything you need. Um, a lot of popular ones are like iron, vitamin D, um, and magnesium. And that's just for anybody, not necessarily someone who's plant-based. 
So I will say, because I've got a lot of runners that do listen to this and because, um, you know, you have been a runner in the past and whatnot. So, um, and it may be plant-based and maybe not be plant-based, but um, how do you recommend um, that runners or athletes are fueling like before their workout, during, and then after? Yeah, that's no, that's another good question. And the the athletes that I've worked with in the past, like it is highly dependent on them, their body, you know, are they working out in the morning? Are they running in the evenings? Can they eat something, you know, before they go on a really long run and kind of what that looks like. So it definitely is highly dependent on the person. There's obviously like a lot of blanket recommendations on like the amount of carbohydrates you should carry with you when you're running the amount you should eat before and after and that type of thing. I think one of the thing that surprises people a lot um, especially more in the weightlifting community. I don't know if this is the same for like runners is that carbohydrates are actually really, really important. Um, because (laughs) oftentimes I've had friends who will just like, you know, eat like a bunch of scrambled eggs before they go work out. And I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Like there's, you need a lot more than that. Um, you know, to be able to kind of fuel your body and give it what it needs, especially while it's working out or running. Um, so that's typically uh, what I end up focusing on a lot is a lot of times we are concerned about protein, but like carbohydrates, I mean, uh, and fats too, but carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates even are really, really important, um, especially for runners and sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's the thing, like most runners will tell you that's the the part they like about running is the carb. Uh It's mainly, um, understanding like the natural versus processed carbohydrate. Yes. (laughs) that you're intaking, you know, before and after. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and kind of like with all that and tying it together, just from like a recovery standpoint is making sure, yes, that you're fueling your body optimally, you know, what feels best to you, you know, before, during and after, and, and also too, making sure that you are getting adequate sleep. I think that's something that we forget is a huge part of the recovery process and, and like giving yourself that time to recover and work out the next day. Um, so that's a lot, a lot, something else I kind of bring up a lot and making sure that the athletes that I'm working with, or even just, you know, the clients that I'm working with and making sure that they, their sleep hygiene is optimal so that they are like, um, sleeping really well and recovering so that they can work out or run the next day. Right. Okay. So, We've got quality sleep or attempting quality sleep. We've got um, going ahead and just starting with like cutting back a little bit um, if you're trying to go plant-based. So maybe like just one meal a day or figuring that out. Um, And we've talked about supplements. Um, What other key things for our um, plant-based or considering plant-based folks should they, they know? So I think one of the main things, and this is something that I wish I would have known, like when I first started going plant-based is it can be actually an incredibly liberating way of eating because I grew up actually on an Angus cattle farm. So a lot of my meals were meat-based. I mean, like crazy. And I think I just, I thought that being plant-based again, I was doing it for health reasons. So it definitely needed to happen for me, but I thought for some reason it was going to be really restrictive and that I was going to feel like I was like deprived from like not eating certain foods, but the more I got into it and the better I felt. And even like, I noticed a difference in my recovery and my performance as an athlete, it just, it sort of 
reaffirmed kind of why I was doing what I was doing. And so I say that, that it, it can kind of on the outside looking at it, it might seem, it could seem restrictive, but it's really not. It just, you kind of have to make it fun and exciting and it kind of opens up your eyes to like all these other things that maybe you didn't eat, especially growing up. Cause I think a lot of us grew up on yeah. meat, potatoes and a veggie. So um, certainly could, not seeds and, and such. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. No, I, the oatmeal bowls I make now compared to the ones I made as a kid, which were just like right. oatmeal, brown sugar and cinnamon <laughs> are way different. Right. Yeah. Um, so this may be a little out of right field, but are there any um, resources or books or sites that you would recommend to anybody that wants to know a little bit more about how to do this? Oh, there is a really, yes, there is actually <laughs> a really great athlete. His uh, title or his website is called No Meat Athlete. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I don't have you heard of him? I have. Yeah. His books are excellent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. So he, and he caters more towards runners from what I understand. I've heard him speak a couple of times and he, he's got some great um, resources. He does. Yeah. When my husband decided to do an Ironman <laughs> and being yes. plant-based, it was, and I'm the one who does most of the shopping or let me phrase that. I'm the one that does all of the shopping uh -huh. and cooking. Um, I was like, okay, well, we're going to need way more information than like, yeah. I'm going to go do a half marathon, which I mean, it's still endurance and it's still work, but there is something completely different about training and racing an Ironman compared to like just a half marathon or a marathon, especially when you're plant-based because you, you consume so much more and like yeah. consuming, like the amount of beans that you would have to consume if that's all you were doing. Like I had to convince him. I'm like, no, no, you need way more eggs. Like, I'm sorry, but you're going to need to have a lot more eggs in a day than mm -hmm. you're used to eating. Yep. No, it's true. It's a difference. And like you're saying, it's the plant-based is it's a lot, um, lot less calorically dense. And so you end up having to eat a lot more volume of food to make sure that you yeah. are getting everything, especially when you're a runner, you know, slash athlete, um, it is really important. So no meat athlete has a lot of great resources. And I think what's hard is like the internet Google searching, like it can be incredibly helpful, but it also can be very overwhelming and very daunting. Yes. So that's why, yeah, I do recommend, you know, people like know me athlete who have a lot of credentials, who have a lot of knowledge. Um, even a place like nutritionfacts.org is another great mm -hmm. site, especially that's geared toward plant-based eating that can be really, really helpful, really beneficial. Um, and then the other place I always recommend is the vegetarian dietetic practice group, which has a lot of great, so it's an umbrella or it's a branch off of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. It's like okay. the vegetarian subgroup. And it is, it's a great resource for consumers. It has a lot of great information, even on like um, plant-based athletes um, and what you can do there, even like plant-based teens, um, you know, really everything that you need if you kind of have like a, a, a plant-based question. So those are typically, the know me athlete is something I, especially with runners, I really send them to, cause I feel like he has just a lot of great, um, you know, evidence-based information on his site. So, and that's again, kind of a thing I recommend is like, you know, just 
be mindful of where you're getting your information from. Cause there is just, there's a lot of great information out there, but there's a lot of also like misinformation out there. So just kind of being, you know, your own little like researcher and an advocate for yourself. Yeah. And I will warn folks that are listening, the no meat athlete does tend to lean more vegan than he does vegetarian. So you may have to figure out it's actually easier to like build up from a vegan diet than it is to like go down as I have found like if something says vegan it's pretty much easier to be like okay I'm just gonna add eggs to this than oh it my is gosh. To, to have to like remove something yep yeah and that's a great point too like if you kind of like search for a vegan recipe or like you know let's say you love enchiladas and you search, you know just google search like vegan enchiladas you can always add things to it like if you wanted to add you know cheese or sour cream or you know something that is familiar to you to kind of like round it out in a way that feels best to you like that's a great idea of just like you know when you come across recipes like that like oh that looks good but you can always make changes, make tweaks, add eggs, add fish, whatever it is that you want to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And that's how I tend, because I am not a vegetarian. Um, that's how I will tackle a lot of our meals. So I'll start with like the same base and then I may add, you know, chicken to mine where he's staying, you know, you know, we'll add beans or something like, we'll just change the protein source. So instead of doubling the amount of work, because I don't want to cook two meals or buy things for two different meals, it's the same base with a different top. We do a lot of bowls in our house. Like it's just, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. Bowls are great. Anything like DIY where you have like kind of a bunch of different ingredients that you can just throw in, it kind of meets everyone's, you know, palate, you know, in the family, which is nice. Yeah. So, well, Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like folks to know? Where can they find you? Any like last minute info or details? (laughs) Yeah, no, I think like the main thing is like, if you are interested in going plant-based, just kind of identify why that is like, you know, kind of do some soul searching and figure out why, why might this be important to me? Why may, you know, reducing my meat consumption or whatever it is, you know, why does that matter? Cause that can be really helpful too. Um, because so often, it can be tough to like not compare ourselves, maybe like what other people are doing. Um, So it can be really helpful to kind of hone in on your own journey and why you're doing what you're doing. So yeah, that was sort of like how I would leave things. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Well, if folks are trying to find you, where do you hang out? How do they connect with you? All that fun stuff. The best place to connect with me is definitely on Instagram because I answer all of my DMs there um, and as many comments as I can. So, and that is plant-centered nutrition. So yeah, if you want to hop over there, I I would love to say hi. Awesome. And I will link her Instagram here in the show notes if anybody um, is looking for those directly. And um, I'll put in a few other resources that we talked about in there. But otherwise, thank you, Ashley, so much. It's been great talking with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. See ya.